and welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. My name is Tina and I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Miss Colleen. And today we have a special guest, Miss Michelle Baker. Michelle is the former officer of former officer of Disney Cruise Line and former director of the Disney Institute and is now the co-founder of Stone Ledge Enrichment, along with working with Miss Claudine Cole, who is no stranger to our podcast. Mm -hmm. And not to mention, Mm -hmm. she is the author of a book called Focus, Fit, Fulfilled After 50. So, but before we get to our conversation with Michelle, we'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsors of our show, Mystical Dream Travel. Mystical Dream Travel is a full service travel agency specializing in Disney destinations, cruise lines to Mexico and the Caribbean. Looking to plan your next vacation, be sure to reach out to the fabulous travel advisors over at Mystical Dream Travel. You can find them at mysticaldreamtravel.com or look them up on social media. Welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast, where your hosts, Tina and Colleen, talk about all things travel. From theme parks to cruises to all-inclusive resorts and more, they cover news, tricks, and insider tips to inspire your travel dreams. They love to travel and want you to love it too. Find out their best-kept secrets and learn how to make your next vacation extra magical right here on the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. So, hey, Colleen, how are you? Hi, Tina. I'm great. How are you? Good, good. And we have a wonderful special guest with us today. I'm Michelle. so excited. I, I am too. So how are you today, Michelle? Good? Oh, I'm just thrilled to pieces to be here with both of you and to have this conversation about all things travel related and, and Disney Cruise related. I'm just a really big fan of your work, so I'm, I'm really excited to dive in. Thank you. We are so honored to have you on our show. I mean, your list of accomplishments is amazing. I was just going to say that, like, that was quite the list of accomplishments that you had. had some fun. Yes, yes. Making some wonderful memories, that's for sure. So Michelle and I met, we're on in a group called The Perch, Mm -hmm. which is run by Dan Cockrell, who has been on our podcast before. And that's how we met. And we just really connected really well. And I'm so excited that you agreed to come on our podcast today. So why don't you share with our audience a little bit about your story? Yeah, I would love to. And I do want to kick it off, however, just to say how much respect I have for both of you, not only starting this podcast and doing all that you're doing with your agent, but just the passion that you bring. I know, Tina, you just mentioned that we connected and that passion was a big part of it. I could Mm -hmm. feel your passion coming through a Zoom call with 15 other people on the screen. It was amazing. And I think part of it is a little bit biased because I was privileged to be part of the opening team for Disney Cruise Line, specifically in the contact center. And we could not have done what we did without our travel industry partners. There's just no way Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, the travel agents, especially those that were super experienced, asked the questions that even pushed us to, to be better and to know more about these ships that weren't even built yet. And they just had this. I don't know that this passion that you could feel through the phone every time they call. And so I just have a lot of respect for travel agents and the travel industry in general, but my goodness, what you guys have had to navigate through over the last couple of years with just ever changing travel restrictions and, you know, even walking into Disney or going on a cruise right now is completely different than it was three years ago. So Again, huge props to to you and what you do for your profession. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. We really appreciate that. Truly do. So, but you are right. It is very different yes. <laughs> than what it was three years ago. Oh, A little my bit. <laughs> so you, you and your team are just doing magnificent work. So a little bit about me. I And thank you for the compliments in terms of, of my story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just in some cases happened to be at the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I worked in the financial services industry for almost 10 years and the company I worked for shut down. And if you've ever been part of a process like that, it Mm -hmm. is not easy. It is long and hard. And I knew at the end of it, I just wanted to go have fun again. 
And so I lived in Orlando, Florida, and in what's the most popular place to work in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> I decided, you know what, let me drive down I-4 and get a job at Disney just for a couple of years, just to catch my breath again. Mm -hmm. And to walk into casting, right day, right place, spoke to the right person, and was hired to be part of the Disney Cruise Line opening team. There were no ships built at the time. There, one piece of metal had not even been laid on the Disney Magic yet but I got hired to be part of that opening team. And it was one of the, the most magical days of my career. So I started with Disney Cruise Line. I worked my way up into leadership in the contact center, eventually led the contact center for DCL for eight years, left briefly and worked with college recruiting for Disney Cruise Line or Disney in general. And then through that, got the opportunity to actually join the Disney ships as an officer which I did for two years. And I could, I could tell you just amazing stories about that experience for, for, for the entire time, but mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it took a little bit. After two years, it was time to come back on land. Beautiful experience for me. Being gone that long was tough on my family. Yes. So I came back on land and worked for, as a, a director with the Disney Institute for about seven years. And then left last year to, retired last year, from Disney to start Stone Legend Richmond. That's me wow. in a nutshell. That is amazing. That's amazing. I, I can't imagine the things that you've gotten to do, especially with being on the startup team of yeah. uh, the Disney Cruise Line. That's like, yeah. it's that is so cool. It is very cool. Very cool. Well, I know our audience really wants to know the scoop on the Disney Cruise <laughs> we sure. want to know what are we who are we kidding we, we want to know we want to know yeah. all yeah, we things. want to know so <laughs> so i i think that you have been on all the disney ships at some point all four of the ships that are out there now absolutely 100 percent. do you have one that's a favorite that you i'm sure you like them all for different reasons but one that you think is like better than the others or yeah <laughs> they're, they're all they all have um, a very distinct personality. Mm -hmm. I grew up with the, the magic and the wonder. And so for, I can't remember how many years, but 1998 to 2009, I could be getting that year wrong, but for a very long time, it was just the two ships. And so mm -hmm. that, that, was, that was my family that, you know, that was my experience. There just could not be a better cruise experience in, in my, in my book. Now, when the dream came out, we were all so excited because we finally got to build new ships, the dream and then the fantasy. I can tell you that the first time I went on the dream, it was like being so familiar with your home and then going to a new home and it was just a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And so I remember my first impression going, wow, it's so big and it <laughs> is just so different. And have you been on the, the dream or the fantasy? I've been on the dream and I actually 10 years ago was mm -hmm. on the inaugural of the fantasy. You lucky duck. I have been on the dream uh, before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it's, and you've been on the, the magic class ships, either the magic or the wonder. I have been not on the wonder. Yeah. yeah. I've done the wonder and the dream. Those are the two I've been yeah. on. So it was really different. It was like, I don't know if you've ever gotten stuck. And some of those hallways where you, because the magic and the wonder, two hallways, mm -hmm. you know, two pathways, so you always know where you were. I got lost a few times. It was like, and it was like, ah, this is just so different. Mm -hmm. That was my initial impression of the dream. Now, fast forward to being an officer on the ship, a majority of that time was on the dream and I fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with the spaces. I fell in love with the crew you know, spaces and how they treated the crew members and the officers on board. I loved being on the three and four night cruise rotation because as an officer and someone from the U.S., I got to get off in Port Canaveral twice a week. So I went and got to go to Starbucks and Skype with my family. I got to go to Castaway Key twice a week. Oh, I mean, sign me up. That's, yeah. that's a dream right there. I'm I'm yeah. down. It, it was perfect. And so I, I can't, it's, it's like that kind of cliche of who's your favorite child. I can't tell you that I have a, a favorite child. I've been on over 200 cruises with Disney, oh, work, wow. work cruises included, and most of those were on the dream. So dream definitely has a special place in my heart. Oh, wow. I, I loved the dream too, but I agree. Like there, it's like the wonder was different 
and it's hard to compare the two because it's yeah. <laughs> different experience. But yeah, all very different experience. There's things shows. I really, really liked on the wonder, but there's things I really liked on the dream. So, yeah. so you have to try them both. That's what I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just gotta try them all. You do. You try have to try all. all of them. That's my goal is to try yeah, all yeah. of them, you know, yeah. one way or the other. And the wish. And, and the wish. wish now, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Colleen and I are both going on the wish. Yeah. Same um, sailing. It didn't, we didn't plan it that way, but that's how it worked out. It did yeah. work out. It did work out. So we were like so excited. And then I actually am lucky enough to have been invited to the inaugural sailing. And I haven't even announced that yet. So first news here in July. So oh, I'm exciting. really excited mm -hmm. to do that. And like 10 years ago, I was on the the fantasy inaugural selling so it's kind of fun it's wow that's that is so cool yeah so mm -hmm. we're excited about that so i guess like my question for you too is like and i know colleen has yeah. some questions too but what is your favorite part of cruising like what mm -hmm. is what are you most passionate about when it comes to cruising the answer is different if i think of it through the lens of being a guest mm -hmm. and through the in an officer i want to start with how it felt to be an officer on the the ships uh, because you both experienced Disney Cruise Line, would you say that one of the, the best parts about Disney Cruise Line specifically is the crew members that you get, get to interact with? Yes, mm, definitely. Yes. Amazing. So when I was on board, most of the people I interacted with were the crew, way more than the guests. I interacted with the crew quite a bit. And I'm very proud to say that the crew members that you got to meet on stage, so the people that you interacted with in your stateroom, in the dining rooms, you know, through entertainment, the officers that, that walked around on board, those were the same people that I got to interact with backstage, meaning they weren't turning it on when they saw you. And then backstage, everybody was, you know, grumpy, you know, so it was, you know, they were just genuinely kind and passionate and warm hearted people. And I give a lot of credit to not only the culture at Disney Cruise Line, but also the, the recruiters that recruited from over 60 different nations and it was really strong. That's probably the my favorite part of being an officer on board was just getting to interact with on a daily basis, people from Germany and, and Italy and the Philippines and so on and so on. That was extraordinary. As a guest, probably my favorite part of cruising that's a little bit different than going on vacation or going to even parks is that it's a, such an immersive experience. Yeah. And you can go as fast or as slow as you want. Yep. If you want to like relax and be really present in the moment and just enjoy the fact that you're on an, inc an inclusive ship going to these beautiful locations, you can. Or if you want to experience a hundred things, you can do that as well. So I think that was probably my favorite part of cruising. Mm. I love um, that. Yes. Saying I love a cruise. I actually compare to the parks. I really I love the parks. Yeah. You know, I totally love them. So don't take me the wrong way, audience. But I love the Disney Cruise Line experience. Yeah. It's a lot more relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. We're often, yeah, we're often asked about can you still meet the characters on the ship and things like oh, that? Yeah. And I actually find it much easier. Yes. To meet Older. characters on board a uh, Disney cruise and the interaction is better. It's not that they're not good in the parks. They are, but it's, right. just, it's very different it's and different. It's more intimate. I, I was going to say the same thing. It's more intimate. And when I have people that come to me and they're like, oh man, my kids love Disney and I want to take them to Disney World. But the thought of going to the Disney parks makes me want to claw my eyes out. You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. go on a Disney cruise instead yes. because yeah. you get the characters and the Disney experience and the magic, but it's much more laid back and relaxed and intimate and, and not as crowded, you know, obviously the ship can only hold so many people there, you know, there are going to be more than that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I agree. So fun like story. I'm sure you have a lot of fun. I know. About. I, I'm curious about the staff and the crew. And I, I'm like, a, I want to peek behind the curtain and yeah. see behind the scenes person. And I'm like, what is life like for the crew on the ship? Like, what, where do they stay? And I know mm -hmm. that, that Disney cruise ships have like a special area, like oh, in that cool. front, right? You get your own like little pool and like recreation area, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's definitely one of the things that people 
told me before I became an officer on board ships, as I started thinking about the experience, they said, you know what, working on board ships is a lifestyle. It is not a job because you are in a, in, in like one of his direct reports, you're in a somewhere between a four and eight month contract, meaning you work every single day, seven days a week for the length of your contract from day one to the day that, that you get on. Oh, wow. And so it's a lifestyle. And, and of course, then you usually have about eight weeks off in between to, to recover and rest. And but everyone's in the same, you know, pun intended, I guess, but everyone's in the same boat. So everyone's <laughs> and so there's this shared passion and this shared almost to quote high school musical, we're all in this together yeah. kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. And so I really enjoyed that part because, you know, we kind of supported each other. We worked together, but we also lived in the same spaces. We ate in the same spaces. We, you know, Disney does it. I think I only have that one reference, but I think Disney does it better than, than many cruise lines because of the way they treat their crew members. And even the spaces are not an afterthought, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, areas are amazing like you mentioned that the pool on front of the some of the ships amazing we have a private beach on castaway key oh, really that is extraordinary cool so do you have to like take turns who gets to go hang out on the beach one stop and then you switch the next stop or something yeah schedules it's a great question colleen because of course you know the reason why we're all there is to serve the guest and so it, it's usually more how it's your schedule works out according to your position. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, how you can take the amenities. But there's always a little bit of, there's no days off, but there's always a little bit of time off throughout right. the course of any day where you can mm -hmm. go take a nap. I used to love walking on the island. I'd go for a run, go for, you know, ride the bike, go sit and play volleyball on the crew beach, you know, it was kind mm -hmm. of a, a experience. So That's always so fun. We're going to be um, looking for that cruise I When you were saying, you know, that your only experience was really mm -hmm. working with Disney Cruise Line, but you feel like they do it the best for their employees <laughs> or staff. I actually chatted with one of the crew members. She was the sales girl at the gift shop on the, mm -hmm. on the Wonder when I was just on in February. And I don't even remember how it came up, but I said, or maybe someone was saying their friend was looking to apply to, you know, work mm -hmm. on a cruise ship. And she said, oh, no, you have to do Disney that's yeah. it. Like she had worked mm -hmm. on other uh, cruise lines and she's like, Disney is the only one that you want to consider. Like, don't even bother with the other ones. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's totally a biased opinion. I just, I know the lengths that, that Disney has gone to, to not only recruit people that had an affinity for the brand. So they already kind of oozed Disney mm -hmm. service and love the maritime industry as well, but people that would fit into, you know, the culture and then the, on the flip side, to attract the talent, but to retain the talent, mm -hmm. um, they do a really nice job making sure that they're taking care of people. Yeah, you can tell. I think that it's very genuine, the yeah. their warmth and their passion. And yeah. you're right. That is what makes the Disney cruise so amazing is the people that are helping, you know, serving you on the ship. And they... Yeah. You can't fake that, you know, you can't really fake right. that kind of happiness and they yeah. genuinely seem like they're happy to be there and to be working with you. And yeah. so I think that's something that's hard to fake. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that's hard to fake, I think, is just, I know I mentioned we're all in this together, but my experience with the Disney Cruise Line crew is they genuinely liked each other. Like the teams were cohesive teams. You know, the officers generally all along, you know, you, you look at youth activities and how much fun they have, you know, you know, taking care of, you know, people's children from, you know, babies all the way up to the yeah. team. And part of it is because they genuinely like spending time with each other and right. it's just, you know, that energy comes through. So yeah, the, the crew, like I said, if I were to, to just land the one point is that the crew members that you all got to experience were also the crew members that, that I got to see backstage, just genuinely good people. Mm. So nice. They are amazing. They are. I mean, I remember when we were on the fantasy, my daughter was little. I took her with me and we, you know, you have the same wait staff at dinner every night yeah. and she was young. I think she was five at the time and she's such a picky eater. And the, the waiter was like, what you yeah, asked her, like what she likes. And every mm -hmm. night we would come down, 
she loves strawberries. He would have a bowl of strawberries waiting for her before we even oh, sat so down. They were there yeah. and her favorite drink and, you know, and it, just that attention to detail is mm-hmm. just incredible. You really feel like a VIP, like yes. and it doesn't matter which stateroom category you booked, like yeah. it, you, you, they make you feel like a VIP and it's sometimes a little hard to come off the ship and go back to yeah. leave. Very true. Don't want to leave. So, yeah. so let's talk about like some insider details on, we can talk about the Disney drinks since that was your, and that's a ship I think that we as travel advisors book the most is the dream. So let's talk a little bit about the, the dream. Colleen and I in 2019 had the opportunity to actually get a tour of the, of the ship. And it was amazing. It was during Halloween time. So I had, I'd never been on board during Halloween. So it was fun to see all the cool decorations and, and we did like a nice walk through. It was fast paced because we had to be on live, but it was great. It was a crash course, and we yes. even got to tour one of the suites. I can't remember if we went into the Walt or the Roy suite. But oh, cool. We got it's to go into Roy. one of those suites and tour it, and that I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was the Roy suite. Was the Roy and, suite. That yeah, we we're not take any pictures, but I did snap a picture. Sorry, Disney <laughs> Dream. I did snap a picture of the door. <laughs> <laughs> the door, right? Yes. But I did tour the Walt Suite on the Fantasy on the inaugural. Which oh, did you? Just, yeah. Uh, no, that I mean, was that was really cool. I yeah. I loved that tour. It was beautiful. Great. It's stunning. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. Yep. So so yeah. So with some like insider tips that maybe we wouldn't necessarily see, mm. we might overlook. Yeah. Mm. Maybe like you know what? hidden treasures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hidden treasures. You know, it, it goes back to one of the comments I made earlier about cruising in general. You can be as busy or as chill as you want mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. It's just uniquely set up to do that. Uh, I think that is especially for I know this magical traveling mom. So there's a lot of moms that are responsible for, you know, planning their family trips. Yes. And sometimes it becomes a balance between wanting to get to all of the key sites. Like, I don't want to miss anything. This is our only vacation of this year. So I think, I think one of the secrets to, to being successful with this is, is figuring out those three or five things that are just crucial to the family to get to do. And then balancing that with a good dose of just free time mm. so that you can in the moment so that you can just randomly say, my gosh, there's no one on the ping pong table. Let's just stop and do ping pong. Right. Yeah. Shuffleboard. Let's just sit here. The weather's perfect. I'm going to read. A couple of other things that jumped to my mind is, you know, for, for families that really do want to maximize, for example, Castaway Key and the ships mm-hmm. is to, again, balance that I'm planning this with the free time. I know there's usually a mad rush in the morning to get a spot on the island. Mm-hmm. My- Biased opinion is that almost every spot on the island is pristine. So yes, mm-hmm. go carve out your spot, but you don't need to be one of the first 20 people off. And you may know this already, but I think it's really good to get out there early, get a good experience, have lunch, get in the water, and then get back to the ship. Yeah. Like, you know, because there's a mindset of I'm going to squeeze out every moment on the island, which is great, especially the first time you've been there. But after that, I don't know if you've ever gone back to the ship early and you can get on and off the aqueduct. I was just yeah, going to say, yeah, the aqueduct. <laughs> you know, and, you know, the services are still, you still get your, go get your chicken fingers and your French fries and your, you can still experience all of that. Ice cream, you know, walk right up, make your third thing of ice cream for the day. I lose um, count. It, well, my kids lose count on how many they've had. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it, calories don't count at sea anyways. So that's it's, right. Um, that's it's right. an international rule. But yeah, I, I and so it is. I think that the, the insider tip is really to do your research, work with travel professionals like yourselves, figure out what are the three to five key things that you definitely want to do while you're you're on the, the cruise, and then just let the rest of the time kind of flow without mm. it. That is um, great advice. That is some great advice. So do you have a uh, maybe a favorite spot on the ship that you like always enjoy? So I like 
I'm a morning person. Yeah, me too. So I love getting up in the morning and going and watching the sunrise. I have every time I cruise, I have like a million pictures of it. And I love going up on the top of the deck and walking in the morning. There's nobody out. It's just, I just find it, it's just so peaceful. So mm -hmm. for me, like my favorite spot is early in the morning, either sitting on my balcony my family they're all still sleeping they're like yeah. they're not getting up or going up to the top deck and just sitting there and watching the sun come up in the morning yeah. it's just it's just beautiful it's just it just it's really beautiful so i was wondering if you if you had a favorite spot on the ship that you liked and if you know and why if it's just peaceful just quiet yeah you and i are very similar tina person for sure for sure and even as a crew member I love deck four I mean I would wake up nearly every morning as an officer I had full deck privileges meaning I could go out like in the morning I can go out in my normal clothes like okay. you know, my exercise clothes on and in mm -hmm. deck four so I would do that nearly every morning obviously if I'm in guest spaces other than just like a walk or something, I would put my whites on my officer, mm -hmm. but nearly every morning I would get up in the morning, put my workout clothes on and go up on deck four and, and go for a run. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to see some of the most incredible sunrises because you're at sea. It's so quiet mm -hmm. in the morning, just, you know, do a bunch of laps and Sometimes there'd be people out there, but usually it was, you know, I'm talking like six in the morning. So it was usually just me and, and the waves. And so I really enjoyed that a lot. The other thing I enjoyed on deck four was pulling away from Castaway Key. You know, the, the party's on the top deck, you know, the, the music, the characters, the, the, the people, the, everyone's on the top deck waving goodbye to mm -hmm. Castaway Key, but on deck four, there's guests that come down there, but for the most part, it's so quiet. And it's like the ship is just silently pulling away. You know, some of the, the, the crew and the officers that are on Castaway Key full-time are there with the Mickey hands waving goodbye. Aww. Getting ready for the next ship to come in. Yes. Uh, but I enjoyed that too, because it just felt so quiet. So I, I think that the theme of my answer is that deck four was always my favorite. <laughs> I was just going to mm -hmm. say deck four is where it's at. Yeah. For I'm sure. going to check that out next time. When I'm yes. on the Wish, I'm going to go to deck four on the Wish and see. Okay. So that's my next cruise is the Wish. Nice. Oh, be so, crazy. Beautiful. Yeah. So on Castaway Key, so you mentioned Castaway Key. Mm -hmm. I, I love it, Castaway Key. I, I know they will never put a hotel there, but mm -hmm. it would... <laughs> it would be amazing, and I would just go to vacation at Castaway Key and just there i mean it yeah. i find that island to be incredibly peaceful and mm -hmm. and very relaxing it just mm -hmm. has just such a laid-back feel and i think when i go there i feel like this is like everything a vacation should be but it has yeah. a good mix of fun and a good you know of that balancing and, and quietness i don't know colleen what you think but that's how. I mean, I was ready to just hide, you know, in the mangroves <laughs> and just see if they'd leave me there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They'd put you to work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So my, my question about, so when we get off, so we only see like that, just sort of like a section of it. I know yeah, there's right. a whole other side of it, but I think we focus on just those certain areas. So are there any like hidden areas that guests are allowed to go that maybe they don't typically go like it's kind of like deck four. It's not as crowded, right? But they're kind of like little hidden overlooked tracks. by a lot of people. Now for full transparency, I've not been on a Disney cruise since 2014. Okay. And so that means I haven't been to Castaway Key since 2014. So I'm not sure if things have changed in the past, you know, what, seven, eight years, but there used to be a canoe shore excursion that you could do on castaway and if you mm -hmm. picture so you, you know you, you basically you know the dock and then there in front of you is the the main beach mm -hmm. the right. section, and then you go all the way to the end of the island on the tram and then this way is the adult beach so you can picture right, right. so far right if you go out towards the adult beach 
either as part of the tour on a bike, there's a path that goes to the right that you can take pretty far back. And that goes to the other side of the island, oh. which is kind of some shallow marshes. I don't know if you can go out there without being part of the tour, probably to a certain extent. So that's really cool. So if they still offer the canoe tours, I highly recommend it because it's, it's small groups, it's quiet, it's peaceful. If they offer it, you guys can... Let me know if they do. We'll have to check it. Well, I think yeah. that's where I rode bikes with. Yeah. When, yeah. When we were on Castaway Key last, we rented bikes, which I loved. And we took it down the path that there's actually like a watchtower. Yes. You can yeah. climb. The bike it was path. really cool. But then I think we went down that path too, because we did go all the way to the end where the adult only section is when I was with my kids. Yeah. So I couldn't go in it. Yeah. And we went down like another lane and yeah, we got pretty far and it yeah. was very like remote. Like obviously yeah. no one else was down there and it was really cool to see that part of the island. Agreed. Yeah. So there's that. I would definitely recommend that. And Colleen, I think you, I think you would probably agree with me in terms of the bikes. It's such a great oh, experience. Yeah. I was you know, so happy we did that. Yeah. Cause it was yeah. really cool experience to ride around. It's a great path. You get to see a little bit more of the, the nature of Castaway Key. You get to the, the watchtower, which you can call Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we did when we, yeah, when we were there. We yeah. climbed to the top of the watchtower. Nice. Yeah. yeah, so those are some of the things I would recommend. The other thing is, I think, Tina, earlier you mentioned, you know, pictures with the characters, and it's mm -hmm. easier when you're on a ship. Some of the best pictures I've taken in my entire career at Disney were on Castaway Key with the characters. Yes. It's something about the background that I think they maybe spent a little bit more time with each individual because mm -hmm. there's not thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of right. people to interact with. And, you know, just being, I don't know, there, there's just a vibe that you have when you're on an island. Yeah. Maybe that kind of shows through in the pictures. If, even if you wait until then to take the pictures, which I think that, Character pictures on the ship are also, but you got to get character pictures at Castaway Key. That, that's a must. No, I agree. Yeah. And, and the characters, I think, are a little hidden. They're in on Castaway Key sometimes, yeah. so mm -hmm. which makes it fun because they're really in some great spots. And my favorite yes. memory of it, my daughter was afraid of the characters when she was younger. And mm -hmm. so we went to, she wouldn't, she would be fine with the princesses and everything like yeah. that. But she was afraid of Mickey and Minnie. And so we went to, on the fantasy, We when we were at Castaway Key, Minnie was out there. And I said, mm -hmm. Sarah, I know you don't want to go up to her, but I'm going to go and I'm going to get a picture with Minnie. It, you know, if you could just wait. And she, she got this bravery inside of her and she took off in front of me, saw Minnie Mouse and just stood there and posed and got her picture. <laughs> And that was the that's first, yeah, that's the first character, yeah. you know, like Mickey Minnie that she ever met. And then when we got back on the ship that night, Mickey, they were doing like a dance party and it was nice because it was an inaugural. So there, it was really just travel agents and media. So it wasn't like crowded. So they were doing yeah. a dance party and I have this amazing picture of her. And then she was fine after that meeting all the mm -hmm. characters and this wonderful picture of her dancing with Mickey Mouse and, and just having a great time. And she That's just had good. her hair done at the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique on board. Oh, so she was, you know, super excited, but yeah, that so that's like my favorite memory. So I agree with you. I think the photos of the character, you know, in Castaway Key are just, you just can't beat them. They're just amazing. Agreed. So fun. Yeah. Now I want to go. <laughs> I know. And that's what I'm like. I'm ready oh. to go now too. They're like, when's my cruise? <laughs> I know. I'm like, man, August seems so far away. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, so I, I don't. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know if Colleen has any other questions, but I'm sure she might have some food questions. But I mean, um, I did see you jotted down to ask her about her favorite restaurant. I did. I but before we move to that, I have one question of if you could share like one thing that um, a family should do on Castaway Key that they shouldn't miss out on that you think would be like one thing they should do. You know what? I've always been a fan of everything that we've talked about so far. So the, the bikes, you know, just spending some time on the beach, the food on the ship or the food on the island was actually my favorite, my dad's favorite food, the, mm -hmm. the one. 
got to take them out there. But I also really like the, you know, getting the snorkeling and, and a little bit older kids, I guess, but the snorkeling, yep. that is pretty special. And it's, uh, you know, it's a little bit different than, and maybe it's still going in the water. So there, it's not a hundred percent, you know, animal proof or, or sea life proof, but mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit safer than being in the ocean. Um, so if you, if you're interested in snorkeling, that's, that's a great place to start. That's one. Yeah. And the other is that, you know, the, the watercraft rentals, you know, like even just the self propelled bikes and stuff like that. It's just a different experience being on the water, getting out as close to the ship as the, the guard rails will let yes. you go. That's kind of a neat experience too. And not only is it great pictures, but I know that my son, who's 26 now, but he started cruising when he was three. Those are some of his favorite memories as well as being out on the water, getting close to the Disney ship. So oh, cool. That's um, a good I would try yeah. to, make it to do that. I'm yeah. Do that. Do that. I'm going to put that on my list. I know. That's what I do. I'm like mentally like, oh, that's really cool. Yes. I've done the snorkeling and it is cool. Yeah. I love all of the things that you could like, all yeah. the cool hidden Disney things that you can yeah. find snorkeling. Exactly. So is it true? So I have to think now I'm like thinking because you're seeing the hidden Disney things, but is it true? Is it the submarine? Oh my gosh, I can't think. I thought I had read that it was the, it's an old attraction that was that mentioned oh the ten thousand leagues under yes. the sea is that, yeah. is that at castaway key is that is that true or not true i can either i can either confirm <laughs> or do that. and actually i have no idea yeah. i really don't and if it if it is it was after after i left in 20, 2014. Okay. all right because i tell I, you there's a sunken dumbo down there like a Dumbo from the attraction? Yeah, maybe? like from the <laughs> Dumbo attraction. Yeah, like one of the little yeah. vehicle cars that you sit in. Yeah, that looks like Dumbo. Yeah. He's down there. <laughs> I'm not being evasive. I really don't know. It's um, <laughs> I, when, when I was there, I mean, we had the, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone that's not yeah. been out there. But, um, There's a lot of cool hidden treasures down there. A lot there. of cool yeah. stuff. Yeah. Very nice. I'm not a snorkeler. I get a little bit claustrophobic. So whenever I do, my family's like, just look down there. And I just go and look. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, good. <laughs> then they like to snorkel. So, well, let's talk about, we'll wrap it all up by talking about the food and a little bit about your business. So Pauline is a big foodie. I like food too, but she's a really big foodie. So I will let her ask away. All the oh, well, I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that you've eaten at both Remy and Paolo. Do you have a favorite? I've actually never eaten at Remy. Oh, I've gotten to know many of the servers from Remy because they, they're just like really cool people and amazing volleyball players, which is kind of a strange fact. That's very know. interesting. Yeah. It, I just got to play volleyball with them out on, on the, the crew beach. But my favorite restaurant for a number of reasons is Palo. Mm -hmm. And I, I think is everything from the service to the, to the food itself, to the selection. I still have pictures of the first time my son was able to go to Palo after cruising for what, 12 years. And when he turned 18, he got to, in fact, I was on the board, on board the ship as an officer and he, he came to stay with me for a couple of cruises and I got to take them to Palo, and it was a really big cool. deal. Nice. But I such great memories of whining and dining at Palo for sure. Oh, Palo's great. Now, do you have you done the brunch? Like, do you prefer oh, yeah. the dinner or the brunch? I actually prefer the dinner because I love high quality food, but I don't eat like large amounts. And so the brunch, I'd find something I really liked, and then. I'd have the second thing I really liked, and then I was full, and there's all this other I know. They I just keep bringing you buy. food. <laughs> yeah, so, it's a problem, right? Yeah. You're like, no, but I ran out of yeah. space. Can I take this all to go? Yeah. <laughs> and then so they're trying to push dessert on you, and you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I can't. <laughs> so, yeah, brunch just felt like a little bit too much food for me. But going back to a quick comment about how Disney treats crew members, I got to be part of the, the planning of for the first 10 year service awards. And so that was when mm -hmm. I was on board the ship as an officer and you figure people had been with Disney Cruise Line since about 96 as they were building the ships came out in 98. And so we were planning the 10 year service awards for, for crew. And it was really special. We did it in Castaway Key. Oh. We did it at Palo and the 
chefs went above and beyond to provide a really special like brunch like menu because mm-hmm. it was during the day when of course guests were on everybody island. yeah but it, i just remember thinking wow the, this is this is pretty amazing you know it's really not just saying here's your award let's take a picture it was like we, they, we went all out to wow. celebrate those that had been part of disney cruise line ship shipboard experience for for 10 That's 10 years so awesome oh now uh, one of the things I love about Disney cruises is the rotational dining yeah. and you're not just going to a dining room every night, right? Like each mm-hmm. one is so unique and different and then you get to try all of them during your cruise. But I'm curious if you have a favorite of the main dining experiences that you can have. I think having my son grow up around the ships. And so he, of course, I was shoreside for the first 15 years, just an officer for the last two, but he's been on dozens of cruises himself and getting to see animators palette through his eyes, everything from the way they presented the meals to the decor on the walls, to the waiters. And, and I don't want to, you know, give away secrets for people that have been on it. And again, I haven't been on it, but just, to me, Animator's Palette was a, a very um, immersive experience and the food was fantastic. So, But all of the restaurants really had just fantastic food. And you're right, the themes and the vibe was a little bit different between each one. But Animator's Palette immediately came to mind when you asked the question. I'm not surprised. Animator's Palette mm-hmm. is my children's favorite. Like mm-hmm. when we had our first meal there, my oldest was like, I, I wish we could eat in this restaurant every night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It was really special. It really is. Cool. It's a very cool experience, but you're right. Like all of them are so unique and different and it's like having a dinner show. Like every night almost is there's something happening. So that's, yeah. that's what's so fun about cruising. Yeah. Like a celebration every night. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. So right. I am excited because on the new wish, they, it really is going to be dinner and a show at pretty much all the restaurants. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm really excited to just check it all out because Disney always takes it to the next level every time. Every time. Level up. So, well, thank you so much. So I want to talk a little bit about your current business. So, so you have Stone Ledge Enrichment and maybe Mm -hmm. just share with our audience what it's about and where they can find you. Yeah. So thank you for asking. My son and I started Stone Ledge right after I retired in March of 2020. And our focus is really on two things. I think that if you think about the Disney roots and what makes Disney so special, for me, it was the leaders that I had throughout my entire career, the leaders that developed me and stretched me and made me part of the culture. And so we feel very passionate about two things. One is helping businesses And it's not the Disney way, but it's helping business create leaders that people want to work for Mm -hmm. so that jobs become careers again. Because I think when you have a great leader that you adore working for, and by the way, they're developing you, they're collaborating with you, they're great communicators. It's really hard to get talked out of leading that Mm -hmm. position. Mm -hmm. So many companies struggling with retention right now. And so we're helping them develop leaders that people want to work for. Hmm. Um, very specific formula that that we that we work with. And then on the other side is we're also firm believers on, you know, it starts with you know your own inner world, and we call it calming inner chaos because I don't know about you, but there's days when the mind just feels like very chaotic and yes. it's hard to put three words into a coherent sentence and. You don't know what to focus on and you feel overwhelmed and anxiety and just, it just doesn't work. And then there's days where you just feel like in perfect flow and everything's clicking and, and you just love what you're doing and it just comes easily. And so we've got, you know, content, we do keynotes and workshops for businesses on, especially leaders, helping them calm the inner chaos Mm -hmm. so that they can you know, be in that flow state so that they can develop their team so that they can develop themselves. And so it's really, it all ties back to helping leaders become the best that they can be, but it's really two different lenses. One is the helping leaders become, you know, making jobs, careers again. And then on the other side, you know, thinking about self-care in your inner world. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, that is amazing. I love that. And it's interesting. My husband and I were just talking the other day about the workforce, you know, and just how people don't have loyalty to their companies mm-hmm. anymore. You know, like that's not a common thing for someone to feel like they have a connection with who they work with and like loyalty right. with them and mm-hmm. how people like kind of like a lot of, especially these big, big companies, like we've lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But how important it is, you know, for a person, you know, for their own happiness and like feeling content in a job or like yeah. motivating them to try. That was actually where the conversation came from. And so we were like, I feel like a lot of people just don't care about their job anymore. But part of that is because why should they care about their job? You know, like their leadership needs to help them you know, give them a reason to care about their job. Yeah, it's really well said, Colleen. And, and I think you nailed it because obviously compensation is a part of the conversation, you know, obviously flexibility, it works for my lifestyle is part of the conversation, but I think more often than not, the reason why people leave, but also the reason people stay is because they feel that they're a part of something. They're a part of a team. They're a part of an effort to move an, you know, an organization forward. I certainly felt it at, at Disney. I felt it with the Disney Institute and Disney Cruise Line. And by the way, no one ever left Disney Cruise Line, especially in the early days, because you mm-hmm. felt like you were part of something. And when we get into this mode of, I just need 20 people to do this type of job, it doesn't even matter who the 20 people are. Right. When people start leaving, because yeah. now it's like, my leader doesn't want to develop me. My leader is too busy to care about me as an individual. And it's really easy to leave that scenario. But boy, if you feel like you're a part of something, then that discretionary effort, that you know, loyalty is going to be with you for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 100%. I think back in my corporate, exactly what we're talking about in my corporate days, pre-travel advisor and podcaster, I worked in occupational health and safety and, you know, worked for a large corporate corporation. And you just hit that right on the nail on the head, because it is true that if they're just going to continue to hire and hire and hire and not invest in you or give you a reason, you just, you know, they call it burnout, but I really don't think it's burnout. I think it's just frustration. Mm, it is. So. A lot of frustration. Well said. Yeah. Yep. So that, that's what we do. We help individuals become those leaders. And we also help organizations develop their leaders so they can be, you know, the people that, that create loyal employees. And, mm-hmm. and I think that just to, to wrap it up, another thing that's happening in the workforce today is because teams are so stretched thin, when you onboard new leaders as an organization, you need them out there as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Focus becomes the tasks required to lead or to manage. So I need you to, to balance the timesheets. I need you to you know train these three new employees. I need you to, to do these four things, but it's not on the, the skills required to actually lead other human beings. Right. And so just think, ask all day long, then you're not giving genuine care to your people. You're not developing those under you. And then it is just this constant rotation of new people coming in and out all the time. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, that is awesome. I think that's a really great thing that you're doing because, Thank um, you. you know, so many businesses, big and small, need that. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Well, so where can they find you? So where can our audience find you? They can find us at stoneledgeenrichment, all one word, dot com. So that's our website. I'm also on LinkedIn, Michelle Baker. You can even put in Michelle Baker Stoneledge and it should mm-hmm. pop right up. And just to give you one quick little tidbit is we are launching a course because a lot of this is work that we're doing with direct company. So it's like us and this small company, us and this large organization. But we're launching our first ever leadership development course, which will be eight weeks long and you receive a certificate at the end, but it it teaches you how to become that leader that people want to follow. And it gets really deep into a lot of really relevant topics that's being launched in. And so if anyone's interested in learning more, just there's a contact us part of our website, contact us and, you know, we'll get you in on the ground floor of of that course. Awesome. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. So thank you. So before we go, we always like to ask our guests to share a little bit what we call pixie dust. So maybe share like your 
favorite memorable vacation or a guest experience that you had on Disney Cruise Line, it's up to you. So take yeah. it away. Yeah. You know, Tina, you, you sparked a memory when you were talking about your daughter and, and, and Minnie. One of the, the clearest and warmest memories I have from being a guest on the Disney Cruise Line is an experience we had in Port Canaveral. So if you've never been on a, a Disney cruise before, the Disney Cruise Line terminal is unlike any I've mm-hmm. seen in the just it's part of the experience. And so I was cruising with my son. He was probably four years old at the time, three or four. So still a little guy. But at that point, he'd been on a dozen cruises. He'd he'd been Mm -hmm. quite a bit. And so our goal going through the terminal at Port Canaveral was just to go get checked in, get on board and start to relax. You've both been on Disney ships. So, you know, there's a large Disney model ship in the terminal Mm -hmm. and typically that's a great place for the characters to go and stage for pictures so when we got there we saw Minnie and I think AJ my son had just been on a couple of recent cruises because I did a lot of training on board as well for them Mm -hmm. so we walk up and there's Minnie at the ship and there's a line of kids waiting for her so obviously we're not going to wait in line for a, a picture with another picture with Minnie so we started work, working our way over to the check-in area. Minnie had just finished with a child, looked over, saw my son. It was clear that she recognized my son. Mm-hmm. She said, like, one second to the person, her, you know, her helper that was sending kids yep. her way. One second. She ran over to my son, knelt down, gave him a hug, Aww. gave him a Aww. kiss, then went back to line. I got to tell you, this little four-year-old was walking through the terminal like this. Yeah. Minnie and I are like, you know, like, this. yeah, yeah. She knows me. The state change in, the, in this little guy was just, it made me smile so big. And the fact that she saw him on, in a crowd and recognized him enough to come over and just for a few seconds to say hi, mm-hmm. it, it was a big memory for him too. So that, that warmed my heart. Aww, um, I love that story. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us today on our podcast. We definitely would love to have you back in the future. And so until next time, may all of your vacations be extra magical. 